Hello, and welcome to Clerkship Ready Pediatrics, a podcast aimed at helping you excel during your clinical clerkship in pediatrics. My name is Sarah Erdahl. I'm an adolescent medicine physician and assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Virginia. During your pediatric clerkship, you will likely spend time in a clinic or practice that sees adolescents for annual well visits. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that well visits for adolescents start at 11 years old. The goal of the adolescent well visit is to empower the adolescent in starting to take ownership of their health with the support of their provider and caregiver. Because so much of the well visit is based on adolescent growth and development, it is important to review both the psychosocial development of early, middle, and late adolescents, in addition to the sexual maturity rating or SMR staging of adolescents before the visit. SMR staging was previously referred to as Tanner staging. Before seeing the patient, you should review their chart to look at past medical history, medications, prior concerns from previous visits, and their last well visit if available. Vaccines should be reviewed to determine if any are needed during the visit. Review labs to ensure there are no abnormal labs that need to be addressed and to determine if any screening labs are needed based on the age of the patient or risk factors. It's important to review the patient's vital signs, especially blood pressure, to ensure the blood pressure is not elevated. Review the patient's height, weight, body mass index, and their growth chart. When reviewing the growth chart, both percentile and trend should be taken into account. If the growth chart trend is abnormal, this is concerning and indicates that there is a medical problem. For example, if a patient has weight loss, this may be concerning for decreased caloric intake, a gastrointestinal concern such as celiac disease or IBD, or inflammatory bowel disease, or an endocrine concern such as hyperthyroidism. Another example is an abnormal height trend. This may be concerning for constitutional growth delay, familial short stature, or even a genetic cause such as Turner syndrome. Growth should be considered within the context of puberty and SMR staging. Some practices may give patients a screening questionnaire to assess for mood. One example is a PHQ-9A, or the Patient Health Questionnaire Modified for Adolescents, which screens for depression. If your clinic uses a screening questionnaire, it is helpful to review this before entering the patient room in order to ask additional questions if needed. After reviewing all of this information, now you're ready to enter the patient room. Now, when you enter the patient room, first introduce yourself to the patient and ask how they would like to be addressed during the visit. Ask who is accompanying them for the visit. It can be helpful to review the structure of the visit with the adolescent and caregiver to assist with providing an open, comfortable environment. This provides an opportunity to discuss that a portion of the interview will include having the adolescent interviewed alone and to review the importance of confidentiality. For example, I may say, during your well visit, I will first be asking about concerns you have, your medical history, and social history. Because our goal is to support you in starting to take ownership of your health as you continue to have increased independence, 
During part of our visit, I will ask your parent to step out of the room so I can ask you additional questions. Anything that you tell me is confidential, meaning private. However, if I have concerns regarding your safety, which can include if someone is hurting you or you are hurting someone, then I will have to break that confidentiality. But I will let you know before doing so, so that we can discuss a plan of how to share that information. I often use the general term safety when reviewing confidentiality in case there is a situation such as substance use disorder where the adolescent is at risk of serious harm to themselves and requires parent notification and involvement. In addition, it is important to make the adolescent aware that the physical exam will include a genital exam. I may say your physical exam will include a genital exam, an outside exam of the penis or vagina, and breast exam if needed, in order to examine your development during puberty. A chaperone will be present during those portions of the exam. After reviewing the structure of the visit and confidentiality, then you can start the visit. Try to direct your questions towards the adolescent with use of the parent as support if the adolescent is unsure or if the parent brings up a concern that the adolescent did not. You may start with, are there any concerns that you would like to talk about during our visit? If there are concerns that are separate from the topics you discussed below for the annual visit, take a focused history, which may include onset, duration, frequency, or things attempted. Next, address any concerns from recent visits that require follow-up or updates, which may include, for example, recent hospitalizations, emergency department visits, or specialist visits. At this time, you may consider introducing components of the psychosocial exam, shades, or heads, while the caregiver is in the room with the adolescent. The most common adolescent psychosocial screening is a heads exam, the HEADS exam stands for Home, Education or Employment, Activities, Drugs, Sexuality, Suicide, Depression, Self-Image, and Safety. The SHADE screening is a modified version of HEADS with the goal of interviewing adolescents from a strength-based format rather than just an emphasis on risk factors. The components of the SHADES exam are Strength, School, home, activities, drugs or substance use, emotions, eating, depression, sexuality, and safety. Therefore, if you do decide to introduce components of the HEADS or SHADES exam while the parent is in the room, the focus should be on strengths, school, and activities. The remaining parts should be performed when the parent have left the room. If you do decide to use shades and ask about strengths in front of the parent, one way to do this is asking the parent what they are most proud of for the adolescent or what are some things that the adolescent does best. Next, ask about school. Ask how they're doing in school, what topics they enjoy, and what they would like to do in the future. Next, you can transition to activities. For example, I may ask what the adolescent likes to do for fun. Are they participating in physical activity? And if so, how frequently? After that, you can hold on asking the remaining psychosocial questions and focus on nutrition. Nutrition is a crucial component of puberty. 
During puberty, adolescents have increased nutritional needs to account for their growth and development. Without an adequate amount of nutrition, puberty can be impacted. For example, severe malnutrition may result in delayed puberty. Adolescents are at risk of disordered eating, and adolescence is a common time for the onset of an eating disorder. Therefore, it's important to take a detailed nutrition history and later ask if they have any concerns about their body image. You will want to know how many meals and snacks they have on a typical day. If they are skipping meals and snacks, how often does this occur during a regular week? And what often causes them to skip a meal or snack? If there is a concern about inadequate nutrition, take a detailed 24-hour food recall, requesting that they recall what and how much they have been eating within the last 24 hours. The goal for a majority of adolescents is to have three meals and two snacks during the day. Ask about dairy intake since the body requires its highest calcium requirement during adolescence in order to have adequate bone health. Adolescents need 1,300 milligrams or four servings of dairy a day. Ask about sources of iron, especially since adolescent females are at risk of iron deficiency anemia due to menstruation. Ask about fluid intake, such as water, sugary beverages, and caffeine. The recommendation is for adolescents to have an estimated 64 ounces of water a day. Next, you can transition to sleep. Ask how much sleep they get on a typical night. Teenagers should get about eight to nine hours of sleep a night. Are they having any difficulty falling or staying asleep? If they are sleep concerns, ask additional questions about caffeine intake, what their bedtime routine is, the frequency of naps during the weekend, what their weekend sleep schedule is, if there is consistent snoring, and if there's screen time before bed. These questions could help determine what the cause of their sleep disturbance is. Next, transition to screen time. Ask about duration of screen time during the day and types of screen time, for example, use of computer or phone. This can also be a good time to discuss online safety with the adolescent and parent. For example, you may encourage the adolescent to not share their full name, home or school address, or their current location while they are on social media. After discussing screen time, transition to dental care. How frequently are they brushing their teeth? And have they seen a dentist within the last six months? The recommendation is that they should be brushing their teeth twice a day. For females, transition to menstrual history. Ask about menarche, or how old they are when they first got their period. If menarche has not yet occurred, ask when breast development started, or when immediate family members had menarche if known. Menarche often occurs two years after thelarche, or age of first breast development. This additional information can provide an approximate age of when the adolescent may experience menarche. If menarche has not yet occurred by 15 or 16 years old, this is concerning for primary amenorrhea and requires further evaluation. If they have had menses, ask how frequently periods occur, for how long, and how many pads or tampons are required on an average day due to soaking through, or how frequently they need to change pads or tampons because of complete soaking through.
ask about menstrual cramps. If menstrual cramps are occurring, ask about when they occur during the period. Ask about if they impact their daily function, resulting in school or work absence. In addition, ask about medications previously attempted for cramps. After discussion of the menstrual history, if indicated, review medications and allergies, review the growth chart with the adolescent and parent, and finally review vaccines. After that, you can transition to the confidential interview with the adolescent. Now, ask the parent to step out for the remaining part of the interview. I may say, now I'm going to ask your parent to briefly leave in order to ask you some additional questions. I will also touch base with your parents separately to make sure I am addressing any additional concerns or questions that they have as well. I will then accompany the parent as they leave the room to ask if they have any additional concerns that we did not address earlier. If there are additional concerns, again, take a focused history if needed. After you return to the adolescent's room, remind the adolescent about confidentiality and consider normalizing the remaining sensitive questions before proceeding with the remainder of the psychosocial questions. For example, you can say, I'm going to ask you questions that I ask all of my teenage patients to ensure I'm addressing all of their health needs. As we discussed earlier, your answers to these questions are confidential unless I am concerned about your safety. Following that, you can ask them if they have any questions or concerns that you did not discuss earlier, and then you can transition to the remainder of the psychosocial exam. For home, you may ask, who do you live with? Have there been any changes in your family recently? If you had concerns, would you feel comfortable talking to anyone in your family? This can provide additional history regarding their relationship with their family. Next, move on to drugs and substance use. Do any of your friends smoke or vape nicotine, marijuana, alcohol, prescription pills, or any other substances? Have you ever tried any of those substances? If so, what are some of the reasons for doing so, and what are the things you have experienced while using those substances? It's important to ask if friends have used substances in order to be non-judgmental during the interview. In addition, you can determine reasons for substance use for the adolescent. For example, perhaps there is use of marijuana because of anxiety, and so it, being able to address the reason for use of substance can occur during the interview. Next, ask about emotions, eating, and depression. Some questions include, how would you describe your current mood? Are there any recent stressors? Any concerns for your weight or body image? Have you been trying to lose or gain weight? Have you been feeling sad or depressed? Have you thought of hurting yourself or hurting someone else? Have you ever tried to hurt yourself? Next, transition to sexuality with a focus on gender identity, sexual orientation, and sexual behaviors. Some questions may include, do you consider yourself a male, female, or another gender? What pronouns do you use to refer to yourself? Are you attracted to anyone? Tell me about that person. Use gender-neutral language when asking about 
if the adolescent is attracted to someone. How do you and your partner deal with disagreements? Are you attracted to males, females, both, or neither? Have you ever had sex, and what do you consider to be sex? It's important to ask this question in order to clarify what type of sex the adolescent is having. What kind of steps do you take to protect yourself during sex? How often will you forget to use condoms? If condoms are not being used, ask how do you and your partner decide if you are going to use condom or not? Have you ever been worried that you could be pregnant? Have you ever been worried about or have you ever had a sexually transmitted infection? The last component of the social history is safety. Some questions can include, do you feel safe at school? Have you been bullied? Do you carry weapons or are there weapons at home? Do you wear a seatbelt in the car? Has anyone ever touched you physically or sexually when you didn't want them to? This question should be asked in the context of safety and not sexuality. Other additional questions may include, has your partner ever made you do something that makes you feel uncomfortable? How do you and your partner deal with disagreements in your relationship? This question can help determine if there's concern for intimate partner violence. Do you ever get into fights with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or partner? Physical fights? Have you ever seen people in your family or home hurt each other physically or verbally? After reviewing safety, next you can transition to completing the physical exam. Here are a few helpful hints for completing the physical exam. I will often do the exam from head to toe in order to be complete, in addition to allow for transition from each area of the exam. If the adolescent or parent brings up a concern during the history, ensure you are paying extra attention to that area during the exam. If you notice acne during the exam, ask the adolescent how they treat their acne. Often acne can be embarrassing or distressing for the teenager, and so they may not bring it up as a concern during the initial interview. Finally, the breast and genital exam should not be performed without a chaperone present. Often the chaperone will be your attending so that the breast and genital exams do not need to be repeated multiple times. After completion of the physical exam, when you leave the room, you can prepare for your oral presentation. In your oral presentation, you will start with the adolescent's age, sex, any brief pertinent medical history, if available, and what they are here for. You will then go through your list of elements that you discussed earlier. When you get to the physical exam, you will start with a general statement on appearance, present the vital signs and growth parameters, then present the exam from head to toe. Finally, end with an assessment and your plan. Here is an example of an oral presentation. Alex is a 15-year-old female with a history of depression who presents for her annual well visit. She and her mother report no concerns. For depression, Alex sees her therapist weekly and is on Prozac 20 milligrams daily. She feels as though this adequately controls her target symptoms of irritability and decreased motivation. 
Her PHQ 9A was 2, and she denies recent suicidal ideation and has a safety plan if she were to experience suicidal ideation. She eats three meals and two snacks a day with a variety of food groups. She drinks two glasses of skim milk daily and 64 ounces of water. She denies soda, juice, and additional sources of caffeine intake. She denies any concerns about weight or body image. She sleeps from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. and denies difficulty falling or staying asleep. She estimates about five to six hours of screen time, both on her computer and phone, a day, with a majority spent on homework assignments and about two to three hours on social media. She and her mother have discussed limiting access to social media to only friends and not posting specific details about her personal life. She sees a dentist every six months. She had menarche at age 13, and her last menstrual period was two weeks ago. Menses occurs monthly for three to four days, requiring two to three pads per day. She has cramps the first two days, which are managed with ibuprofen and do not impact her ability to attend school or participate in activities. She's in 10th grade at Charlottesville High School, and as an A student, I would like to be a photographer in the future. She's most proud of recently winning first place in a photography contest. She likes to run two to three times per week with her older sister in their neighborhood. She lives with her parents and older sister and feels comfortable sharing concerns with them. She denies bullying at school, denies substance use, and none of her friends use substances. She's interested in males and has a 16-year-old boyfriend she met at school. She's never had sex, but feels comfortable talking about use of condoms and contraception with her partner. She feels safe at home, school, and in her relationship. She denies the presence of weapons at home. She's excited to get her learner's permit and wears a seatbelt consistently in the car. On a physical exam, Alex is a well-appearing 15-year-old female. Her vital signs are normal for age, and her height, weight, and BMI have all been trending at the 50th percentile. Her head, ear, eye, nose, and throat exam is normal. She has no adenopathy. Her lung exam is normal. She has no murmurs on her heart exam. Her abdomen is soft and non-distended. I deferred the genital exam until we could do it together. No acne was appreciated. Her strength and reflexes are intact, and there's no evidence of scoliosis on her exam. My assessment is that Alex is a healthy 15-year-old female with a history of depression with appropriate growth and development her depression appears well-controlled with use of Prozac and therapy and minimally elevated PHQ-9A. We discussed increasing her calcium intake with additional sources of dairy. We discussed online safety. In addition, we discussed safe sex with consistent condom use and consideration of contraception if she and her partner decide to have sex. She needs her last HPV vaccine, which mom and Alex agreed to receive today. We will see her back in one year or sooner if needed. And that's it. Congratulations. You completed your first adolescent well visit. I hope you have the opportunity to see a number of adolescents during your outpatient rotation 
and that you get to see the progression of the adolescent visit during each stage of development for early, middle, and late adolescence. Thank you again for listening to Clerkship Ready Pediatrics. I hope you found today's podcast helpful. Don't forget to subscribe below and rate the podcast. Take care.